Uh, okay, cool. Uh, can you see my presentation? Yeah, it's coming up. Yeah, it's on. Okay, fantastic. Uh, thank you very much for inviting inviting me to speak. I haven't uh, I haven't uh, been around for quite some time in Nigeria, obviously with the COVID nineteen lockdown restrictions, um, and obviously a lot has happened in the last year. Uh, and uh, uh, it's 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 great to be part of your team in, in Nigeria, and uh, obviously the audience that's part of this uh, this forum. Uh, I see some familiar names that I've uh, met over the many years in, in my time in Nigeria. So thank you for, for your invitation. Um, and please stop me if you can't hear me because of obviously the um, communication issues that sometimes happen. Um, in terms of, um, in terms of uh, what has been discussed to date, uh, uh, you know, I have a very short time uh, allocated to me, so I'm not going to do it great justice, unfortunately, but I'll try my best to really cover as much as I can. But I thought, based on the recent um, change from the MAP to the, the mass metering, um, I would like to uh, um, talk about... Uh, a topic that I was raised when I was invited to the initial or the inaugural um, launch of the MAP program in March 2018. And uh, Mr. Shatima would uh, recall that, and uh, obviously a lot of you that's on, that's on this call uh, would remember that, uh, that, uh, that day in terms of the presentations. But I noticed that in all the presentations now uh, today, there is not much talk about ATCNC, and uh, and to be honest, I still have a passion around this ATCNC loss because I, be, I strongly believe that that is one of the major causes of your current uh, crises in in Nigeria, uh, and uh, I know that there's a metering gap uh, that's been trying to be uh, that's been uh, needed uh, to to be concluded. Uh, that was uh, one of the main reasons for the MAP program. Obviously, it's one of the main reasons now for the uh, the NMMP. Uh, but I still believe that a lot of focus has, has, has not really taken shape in terms of the ATCNC loss. So I'm just going to remind some of the audience um, about my presentation I did in 2018. And this particular slide um, talks about, you know, what was the key reason for the formation of DISCOs in 2013, November 2013 to be exact, and, and what was the KPI particularly that was needed for, the, for this formation of the 11 DISCOs that you have today. And one of the major key reasons is aggregate technical commercial collection losses. And this is, this is something that I think is, is uh, in terms of NERC, in terms of all, and all the various stakeholders within the government, it's not talked enough about how to collectively the stakeholders engage on this ATCNC loss. Because I believe if you, if you bring this ATCNC loss down dramatically, it, um, 
it will have a major effect in terms of your collection, your billing that we've heard from previous speakers now. Um, and, and obviously the efficiency of, uh, of the billing, because at the end of the day, and I'm just scrolling through some of the slides, I don't want to talk too much about these slides, but these are important slides that I picked up just by uh, surfing the net and, and, and looking at, at, these, uh, at these slides. I mean, this particular slide, uh, you know, stands out because everything in red is not what you want. <laughs> You know, everything in red should be, the black should be bigger than the red in, in terms of the graphs that you see. So, you know, it's it's a key issue that uh, that um, that plays a part. This is a recent document that I found, uh, which was an appraisal of ATC and C losses. Uh, it was in, I think it was in, um, uh, this document came out uh, in December 2020. And so it's recently uh, up to date. Uh, and I, I didn't put the whole document in, there's obviously many pages, but um, in terms of uh, a particular set of information, I just highlighted that in, in, a, in a table below. And you can see that uh, energy delivered and energy built um, across the board um, is, is, is only 87%. Now that should be 100%. So, you know, these are questions that I challenge all of you in this industry is why aren't we trying to achieve 100% here? In terms of billing, why aren't we talking about 100% billing rather than 89% billing? And these are, and, and this is, these are critical questions that I'm posing. There are many, there are many aspects to, to fixing the problem in Nigeria. So I, I'm not here advocating that I can come here with a magic wand and fix it. But I'm challenging the thought process um, that one has. Now, this is a slide that I presented again, uh, which was interesting because uh, in, in quarter of 2018, um, the, the, the total disco debt at the time was 112 billion naira. And, um, you know, that's that's a massive uh, figure if one, if one looks at it. And if you look at the ATC and C targets when uh, when the discos were formed, and what was really interesting is that the target, let's say for Echo, was 20.56 percent, but the actual the actual at that time was 26 percent, and that was the best disco out of the lot. Kaduna, which was the worst disco, had a target of 11.23 percent AT and C loss um, that they had to achieve, but their actual at the time was 71 percent. Now, these are, to me, critical questions that should be posed in, in this type of forum because um, um, it's, it's this ATC and C loss, I believe, that if we can collectively reduce that to single figures, a lot of your issues would, would be resolved. Your finance issues, your metering issues in terms of um, NEMSA and all those type of aspects. Um, your 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 cash flow and your and your billing and, and, and revenue and all of that stuff gets fixed. So I'm not going to spend too much time on that. I just want to go into some of the MAP regulation challenges at the time. Again, I'm going back in time. Of course, things have changed since then, but I think it's important for this type of forum just to reflect back uh, on so, on some some key points that I raised at the time. And I still believe a lot of those are pertinent into, the, into today's times. 
So one of them was estimated billing. I mean, I know that estimated billing was one of the main reasons that formulates this metering gap that uh, the previous speaker, the guest speaker, um, Mr. Mr. Zakaria mentioned about four or five million liters that need to be rolled out in a very short space of time to, to fix this estimated billing. But, you know, the, my problem that I have, and that's why this is number one on my list, is the question, is fixing the metering gap going to fix the problem that you have in Nigeria as it stands right now? And that's a fundamental question. And the reason I ask that question, yes, of course, a meter uh, would, would, would provide accurate, uh, accurate measurements of electricity usage. I, I, I'm with that. And I, and I agree with you that I'm not stopping the argument about rolling out uh, meters to fix the metering gap. But the problem is, is that if you are not, as a collective, fixing the fundamental problems about billing, about, um, uh, 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 about accuracy of billing, I mean, it was, uh, it was talked about, I think NEMSA was talking about, uh, one of the slides uh, was talking about, you know, it's all very well putting a smart meter in, but if the smart meter is not properly calibrated, you know, which is worse, estimated billing or, or a meter that's not properly calibrated? So these are questions. And, that's, and that brings me to the point, if we are not, again, focusing on fixing ATCNC losses by introducing more meters into the field, and the only reason, and the only way you can fix ATCNC losses is that you've got to have a proper backend system that that the data from these meters feeds in, where you, one you can bill accurately, and uh, we can talk about billing a little bit later, and and, and payment uh, and payments and collection, for example. But it's also about the data and the, and the, and you know what does the data give at Disco? What does the data give an MAP or, or an, a mass metering provider? What does data give? TCN, because with low data, TCN can start planning um, what they what they need to um, uh, you know they, what they need to do in terms of overhead lines and infrastructure like the substations and so forth. But without that data, they are going in blind at the moment, and this is critical uh, uh, for NERC, you know, to start measuring what would be the correct tariff. I mean, uh, Mr. Shatama already mentioned that the tariffs are wrong, and I agree with it. But how does Merck get around presenting the right tariff that's going to, one, make the, the, the discos have some form of profitability so that they can invest in infrastructure, but also at the same time is that NBET, which pays all the various uh, uh, generation and, and transmission and so forth, um, gets the right income so that all that infrastructure can also be invested into. So to me, estimated billing is a big focus here uh, that needs to be addressed in terms of what is the strategy around estimated billing and fixing that. Data regulation. How is data regulation affecting um, all the discos? Are the discos submitting every single bit of data that they collect, or are the, are the discos only selectively submitting the data that they feel? needs to be submitted. These are questions, again, uh, I know there's going to be some arguments around that point, but it's, it's a point. Because think about it, if, if, the national, if Merck, from a national perspective, 
collects all the all the relevant technical data. Forget about collection data and billing data and customer data, but but specifically load data that the meter provides. And what can they do then in terms of tariff management, as an example? Um, furthermore, economy of scale. You know, we've got 11 discos, plus you've got TCN as well, so make it 12 entities. Each one of these entities in their own right are empowered to go and buy metering uh, systems and, 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 and so forth and, 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 and try and and try and get the best uh, efficiency out of their systems so that they so they can reduce ATC and C losses as an example. But are they empowered by doing so? And that's the question I'm posing here. Think about it. A disco is, is, has a very ring-fenced environment that they have to deal with um, in terms of number of meter points and so forth. Is the economy of scale allowing them to buy the right system um, at the right price um, so that they can actually affect what is actually really wanted in the industry today. And this, and this points to uh, Mr. Zakari's opening statement where he was talking about the Presidential Power Initiative, the PPI. And, and this is precisely where Siemens can, comes in, and uh, obviously through our engagement with, uh, with, uh, um, uh, with, uh, with the federal government of Nigeria, and, our, and don't forget the government of, of Germany, who's, uh, who is standing by the, the federal government of Nigeria in this particular uh, program. And, you know, and, and I posed many, many years ago, some of you will know about this, is, is a central system. Why? Because the central system um, is going to provide economy of scale at the end of the day. And that's one of the key factors that's going to make it affordable for the discos to roll out new meters, collect their revenue, and actually pay bills at the end of the day, whether it's an NBIT bill or their own employee bill. So uh, economy of scale, to me, is a fundamental question as well. And the MAP autonomy at the time, you know, um, you know, what is the strategy of government, MAP in this instance, or the MMP, um, the go ahead to just go procure meters without a strategy of what actually meter are you going to procure? What's um, obviously working with NEMSA? What is the standard of that meter? What does it have to comply to? And I noticed in the, in the NEMSA presentation, there's nothing mentioned there about DLS and COSIN, which is the critical means of bringing data, the, the transport mechanism of bringing data from a meter into a central system. And, and that needs to be really ratified very quickly so that the meters that are procured comply to a national Nigerian standard that, uh, that forces a meter vendor to 100% comply and ultimately make a plug-and-play environment in the industry. So, again, map of autonomy, that's one of the reasons why I brought that in. And then the other point is, is are we going to roll out prepayment meters? STS prepayment meters, or we're going to roll out a combination of STS prepayment and smart meters, because don't forget smart meters, and this is where we come in at Siemens, we can provide a real robust prepayment system as well. So we can have both. We can have one or the other, or we have both. I mean, these are strategies that need to be defined from a national perspective. 
So coming into into recommendations I gave to NERC at the time is, you know, don't rush. You know, engage, talk, get 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 a strategy in place because right now, and that was in 2018, they were rushing into this MAP program with with really no, to, in my mind, and I'll be honest with you, no high level strategic national perspective in terms of what is how are we going to get the data from these meetings that are going to be prepared from the MAPs, for example. Um, national meter standards that's been uh, discussed here with the NEMSA, and obviously I mentioned something about that. Um, uh, testing and so forth, that's uh, important. Uh, meter procurement from an economy of scale. The MAP program at the time in 2018 was very ring-fenced to a very small amount of meters that they, that they were allowed to procure. Now, do they have the, 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 the backing of economy of scale to, to go negotiate a really good price from the vendor, from the meter vendor? Question mark. And uh, again, a question that needs to be asked. And um, also there was a question around meter ownership. Who actually owns the meter at the end of the day if the customer is paying for the meter? Um, um, uh, you know, does a customer own it or does the disc or the MAP own that meter? Question mark. So these are, these are questions I'm just re regurgitating a lot of the stuff that I, I queried and challenged um, the industry at the time. You know, it's so, you know, what is the framework in terms of a possible centralized AMI system? And this is where the PPI, the Presidential Partnership, just came in. You know, when, once you have a centralized system, you can start looking at things like security of revenue for individual discos by ring-fencing that disco in the, in the central system and, and making sure that they get paid, because that is very important for disco to make sure to understand that they're going to be paid 100% of what they do. But then NBET also is going to raise his hand and say, I also need to get paid exactly what I, what's due to me. ATC loss reduction, massive, massive discussion point that I believe needs to really happen um, in terms of, of the MAP or the NMP program. Because um, it's, 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 it's by, how, uh, by looking at how we, how we collectively can reduce that loss um, and, and things like... Um, um, uh, uh, revenue protection. In other words, picking up those who are th uh, thieving electricity by either damaging the meter or bypassing the meter and so forth. You know, that's where a centralized system can really play its part. And then the DISCO and the MAP or the NMMP vendor can actually then um, target that particular um, uh, uh, user or, uh, or organization Whoever is now thieving uh, electricity and, and deal with it. Um, and so all of these are really interesting points. I'm not going to uh, work too much on them. Um, and also, where's the focus? Is it residential? Because I believe in the, the metering gap is focused very much on residential. But I strongly believe that the MDs and the MDAs need to be focused on first because those are the those are the important big users of electricity. And, and, and by making sure from a national perspective that those are in place and that we have a really good robust system that measures, measures the data that comes through and obviously ensures that the payment of, of the usage of electricity. And I'm going to point fingers at the MBAs because I know that, and I'm sure I'm going to have 11 hands raised up agreeing with me 
that the NDAs in Nigeria don't pay their bills. So that adds to the ATCNC loss that we all experiencing in today's term. How do we fix the, the payment um, um, uh, 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 etiquette of NDAs particularly to, to do pay their bills? So that, uh, to ensure that the, the DISCO is actually fairly compensated for the work that they do and the infrastructure that they put in let alone the TCNs of the world. Um, you know, so <clears throat> this slide really just uh, emphasizes where does a DISCO focus? And I strongly believe the MDs and the MDAs first. Why? Because they generate pretty much most of the revenue. The residential, yes, have most of the meter points, but uh, they don't bring in the type of revenue that the MDs and MDAs. So that's a, that's always something that we, um, I discuss with our customers. It's to really focus on that, get that 100%. If you get MDs and MDA revenue and collection 100%, I'm not talking about 99 or 99.5%, I'm talking about 100%. You'll, you'll find that the, uh, the focus thereafter in terms of residential is made much more easier because um, of the revenue that's coming in, the cash flow that comes in, and particularly if you put them all on, onto a prepayment system. So what are the general challenges uh, DISCOs have? Um, you know, um, so uh, due to ATC and C losses, revenue is dramatically uh, um, affected. And this is very apparent, you know. I mean, I remember a presentation um, uh, in 2019, um, um, uh, uh, it was quite a high-ranking profile from the Ministry of Power, where they presented uh, a, a startling fact, to, which really started making sense, that NBET in 2019 was only experiencing or only receiving 28% of the revenue due to them by the discos. And that's a startling effect that I, you know, it was a startling stat that uh, really um, affected uh, my thinking. And, and a lot of that has to do with ATCNC losses, I can be honest with you. And um, cash flow, you know, um, you know, a lot of a lot of your MDs and MDAs are, are pay do post payment instead of prepayment. Now, how does that affect cash flow and how does it help affect the discos and how does that ultimately affect MBIT and the TCN and the Dugentos? Cash flow is king. And uh, and um, uh, and, you know, put everyone on prepayment. Doesn't matter who they are, whether it's a residential MBA, MD or MDA, put them on prepayment. Suddenly your cash flow changes dramatically. NBET's cash flow can change as well accordingly. Everyone's cash flow can change. And I think that's very important. Billy, what systems are the discos putting in place and what regulations around that that ensures that they put the right billing systems in place, so that they're collecting the right system and the, the, the right revenue and, and, in, and creating efficiencies in terms of collection losses and so forth, and billing uh, correctly and making sure you bill 100%. And this is a, this is a challenge because, um, because of economy of scale, the discos are, uh, you know, find, uh, have a major impact in terms of cost of these systems. So they're going by something that, that makes a, a financial sense or business sense. But then uh, are they getting the right efficiencies out of these systems and are, are they working? And that may be a question. And so again, it's a challenge that I put together. 
And then lastly, in terms of this, is uh, tariff management. And we've heard from Mr. Shinima uh, around tariff management. I don't believe NERC is in a position to really understand what is the right tariff to, to, to regulate because of the fact that they lack data. And, uh, and that's something I, I strongly believe we need to tackle as a collective and uh, as an industry and get that data uh, properly in place so that uh, we can all engage on the tariff and the tariff costs and so forth so that ultimately everyone gets some form of uh, some little bit of profit to help them invest into things like infrastructure. So um, uh, the next point that I want to uh, quickly go through is is the Siemens PPI central MDMS. Uh, Mr. Mr. Martin, Mr. Martin, yes. you, yes. you may kindly just do an overview and round up so that you can take questions in the comment section. Okay. We're going to the comment okay. section now. I'll uh, do that. I'll you. do that. Thank you. So, um, so and maybe I'm not even going to go through the slides. I'm going to talk on this particular slide. So the PPI Central MDMS uh, has been proposed uh, in 2019 um, formally to the government uh, and, and the stakeholders at the time and was was ultimately very warmly received based on in, uh, direct engagements with all the discos and all the stakeholders. So um, we really did an, a proper engagement and, 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 and sought the issues that uh, that were there, and obviously um, any um, any um, uh, um, problems that uh, that the various stakeholders had in terms of, of this thinking. Um, we're still waiting for that to be finalised and promulgated. Unfortunately, as 2019, we now 2021, so a lot a lot of water's flown under the bridge, and nothing's really happened. So. It's unfortunate, but that's the situation, and we are engaging, and hopefully we can uh, steer uh, steer this uh, the ship down the right path. And I know, and, and we've engaged with the likes of CBN in terms of their um, in terms of their program to make a, a cashless environment. We've engaged with um, with NERC in terms of the national system and the national regulations and so forth. We've engaged with the Ministry of Power and the Ministry of Finance. We've engaged with all of those stakeholders, particularly also with Ministry of Power and TCN and the individual Cisco. So I implore you, we have something that's there that can really, really help steer the ship nicely, help reduce ATCN losses, and make sure that we, we deliver on that. And uh, I'd like to end off the presentation on that note.